Hey, and welcome to the Free Chapel Podcast. Let's get into this week's message from Pastor Jensen Franklin. Now I'm going to go to Exodus chapter 21. And I'll begin reading with verse 5 for the sake of time. But if the servant plainly says, notice that, if the servant plainly says, I love my master, I love my wife, I love my children, I will not go out free. I love my master, it's the type of Jesus Christ. I love my wife, I love my children. I choose them over freedom to do whatever I want to do. It's a powerful statement. Verse six, and then the master shall bring him to the judges and he shall bring him to the door. Notice that to the doorpost and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl. It's a piece of iron against the door and he shall serve him forever. What a beautiful type and picture that we'll show you in just a moment. In Revelation chapter three, Jesus said to one of the seven churches, I set before you an open door that no man can shut. And usually when we think about doors, we think about new opportunities, open doors, open opportunities, blessings and benefits of new, exciting unknown doors open and we get, and we kind of have positive vibes from that. But really in this text, what Jesus was really saying, he was addressing people who were in the church, in the kingdom of God, in, they had repented, they had been baptized, they had been filled with the Holy Spirit, they had joined the body of Christ. And then he makes this profound statement to them. He said, I set before you an open door, not just to come into the church, but you have the power of choice. You can leave. You have the divine option to choose whether you stay or whether you leave, whether you serve me or you decide to go back to what you were living before you met me. Jesus was saying, God was saying, I will never demand anybody to love me. If you do it, I want you to do it because you love your master. You love your husband, your wife, your family, your children. That's why I want you to do it. Not because of rules and regulations. Not a bunch of do's and don'ts. Not a bunch of this, that, and the other. But the whole thing can be summed up. As a matter of fact, Jesus put it this way. When one guy asked him in the Bible... In the New Testament said, what must I do to be saved? I've kept all the commandments. He said, love the Lord your God with all love. Did you hear that? I have to love the master with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And in doing so, Jesus said, you fulfill all the scriptures. But you've got to love him. The door is still there. Jesus established an open door policy that you can come into the kingdom but nobody's going to make you serve the Lord. Serving God is a choice. This is a choice, not a cult. You can leave anytime you want to leave. You can decide that this is not for you anytime you want to do it. This today, I want to be bold about it. 
I want to declare it to everybody under the sound of my voice at all of our campuses, wherever you are, those of you online all over the world. I want to boldly say it's my choice to be here today because I love my master. I love my Jesus. I love what he did for me on the cross. And you know what else? I, li I like what the text said. I love my wife. And this makes me a better man when I'm in church. It makes me a better husband. It makes me a better father. It makes me love my children and my grandchildren. I'm not just living for my generation and my time, but I understand my influence is being passed down for generations. I'm here because I choose to be. I just want you to understand if you're visiting today or you're from somewhere. We had a guy who got baptized. He flew in all the way from Chicago in the first service. He's a part of the online campus and he wanted to get, and he said, I've never been here before. And I said, well, why am I baptizing you? And he said, I got saved online and I flew all the way down here to get baptized. And I guess what I'm trying to say is we love this. Does anybody love this? I love this worship. I love this freedom. I love this place. I love these people. This is the most diverse congregation you'll find anywhere. I love this. Rich, poor, black, white, Hispanic, polka dot, we don't care. I love Jesus. I love my master and I love the people around me. I don't have to do this. I love it. I could go out the door and I could say, I don't love the master, so I'm going to live a different life. I'm going to cheat on my wife. I'm going to shame my children and go out and do all kinds of stuff. But I made a decision when I followed Jesus Christ. But it's an open door. In Exodus 21, the text that I read, I didn't have time to read it all, but if you read verse 2, it says, if, if the servant decides. You see, in the Bible days, they had slaves, but not like the oppressive type slavery. It, was, it meant that if you could not pay your debt, you had to go to work for that person for, for seven years. And in the seventh year, he had to bring you to this point of Exodus 21. And you had to decide to stay there and work for that person and be there or you could leave. And the Bible said he would take them to the door. Isn't that interesting? That Jesus said, I, be, I, I set before you an open door. And you can choose if you want to stay here or not. And they would take that servant at his seventh year. And they would say to him, if. Verse 2, he said, if. Verse 3, he said, if you choose to stay. Verse 4, if you choose to stay. Verse 5, if you choose to stay. If, 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 if. Even after being purchased, there was still an if. There was still the possibility of departure. You don't have to serve the Lord. I want to set all you young people free. You can't, mom can't do it for you. Dad can't do it for you. A preacher can't do it for you. It's not enough for us to love God. This is a personal thing. It's a personal choice. You have to choose Christ. You have to choose to serve him and love him and honor him. And may I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible tells that it's not, yeah, I love him. I love him, whatever. It's, it's, it's John 14 and verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. What commandments? 
Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not commit sexual immorality, adultery, thou shalt not dishonor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt honor thy father and thy mother. I'm going to stay on that one a while. Thou shalt honor thy father and thy mother. And you know, if you'll do the Ten Commandments, you will honor your father and your mother. But let me keep moving. I felt stuck on that one for a minute. Nobody makes me serve. Nobody makes me pack preach. Nobody makes me worship. Nobody makes me love and honor God. Nobody makes me. I'm here because I choose to be. And nobody's exempt. There's a way that you can stay, though, if you don't want to ever leave this and go back to the life that leads to destruction. The Bible said the path is broad and the multitudes of people are headed on that road to destruction. But narrow is the way and straight is the gate and few there be that find the path to life. And you have to choose the narrow way with the multitudes or that narrow path. I'm not talking about getting in. I'm talking about staying in. I'm not talking about just starting. I'm talking about finishing. Jesus preached one of his strongest messages in the book of uh, John chapter 6. And it's interesting. It's 666 because it's chapter 6 and verse 66. He preaches this powerful message and he says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, then you have no part with me. And then the Bible said, and from that time, many of his disciples went back. Jesus introduced them to the door and he said, you don't have to stay with me. And they went back and walked with him no more. The very next verse, then Jesus turns and he introduces his holy disciples to the door. And he says to the 12, do you also want to go away? Notice he didn't say, oh, let me preach another sermon because I don't want to lose any more people. He, he didn't start apologizing and saying, let me preach a lighter gospel. No, 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 no. He said, will you also go away? Because there is a door. You don't have to follow me. You don't have to serve me. You don't have to love me. You can choose. Let's be honest. Let's tell the truth. I like what Simon Peter's response was. He said, Lord, where shall we go? In North Carolina, we, we have a different way of saying things, and we would say it in North Carolina language, there ain't nowhere else to go. Some people just always looking for a way out. How can I get out of devotion? How can I get out of consecration? How can I get out? But I'm telling you that I love the way that I think. I love the way that I live. I love the way, the things that, 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 that I give up, I give up because I love my master. Not because I can't do this and I can't do that. I love my master and I, I love my wife and I love my children and I want to bring glory to his name. I'm not here about me. I'm here about him. Some of you are like that chicken that goes along the fence line. You ever seen the chickens? They'll walk along the fence line looking for a way out. Well, those of us who really love Jesus, we're not here looking for a way out. I'm looking for the soon return of Jesus Christ. And the way out is up. That's the only way out. And until then, I'm going to be faithful to God. He said, Lord, where shall we go? You alone have the words of life. I want to tell you that you can stay 
You can stay because when you really fall in love with Jesus, God help me to get this across because this thing is not about religion. It's not about regulations. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's not about church. It's about Jesus. Jesus alone. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And if you just are coming to come, you're missing the whole purpose. It is a personal relationship with Jesus that he offers you. In Acts chapter 16, when Paul and Silas were in prison, their backs lacerated, beaten, tortured for preaching the gospel and speaking the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible said at midnight, they sang praises, just like what we were doing in here. They began to sing praises, the beaten, tortured, pain, and they start singing praises to God. And suddenly, here's how you stay. They got in the middle of a move of God because the Bible said God heard their praise and sent an earthquake. And it was not a normal earthquake, but it was a move of God that started shaking the foundation of that prison. And the Bible said two things happened. The chains fell off of the prisoners because when you get in a move of God, chains start falling off. Chains of fear and depression, chains of addiction, chains of, uh, of hopelessness, chains of guilt and shame and condemnation, they just start falling off. But not only that, there's an interesting verse that said, and immediately all the doors, do you see it? Immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. Every prison door, every prisoner then had a choice. I can stay, the chains have come off, the prison doors open, and the jailer started having basically a heart attack because he starts realizing that all of my prisoners, well, they're going to run. They, the door's open. The only thing that's been keeping them here is all the rules and regulations of this prison. Kind of sounds like church, all the rules and the regulations and jailers and guards. But when you've really got a love for the master bar, you don't need bars. You don't need, uh, you don't need uh, chains. You don't need jailers. You don't need preachers telling, watching you all the time, checking up on you. You don't need mom and dad. When you really love the master. See, that's how I know I'm not a prisoner because prisoners leave, but people who've really been freed by the liberty of Jesus Christ and his spirit, we don't leave. And, and, and Paul said, listen, all are here and accounted for. Nobody wants to move. Nobody wants to leave. We're free. We could go back to the life we had, but we're not leaving because we're in a move of God. Isn't that amazing? Turn to somebody and say, I'm not a prisoner. I'm not going anywhere. No matter what doors open, I'm not leaving my marriage. I'm not leaving my children. You, you, you will never get me to do that. I, I'm, I may make some dumb decisions, but the smartest thing I ever did was marry that girl and nothing's going to get no door open. I don't care what she looks like. I don't care how she flirts. I'll shut that door myself. I don't need the Lord to shut it because I love my master. And when I love Jesus, it makes me love her and it makes me love my family and my grandchildren. And it makes me a better man. It's called character. It's called integrity. It's called purity. It's called holiness. 
And I don't do it because it's a bunch of rules. I do it because I love my master. And when he hung on the cross, he proved his love for me with his physical body. Why are you screaming? Because I love my master. Well, I'll preach right there. If you love your master, nobody doesn't have to cheer, lead you into praising the Lord and beg you to clap your little hands and raise. When you really love the master, you're going to give him a shout every once in a while. You're going to give him a praise every once in a while. You're going to say, Lord, I love you. I love my master. Everybody take a praise break right now. Just, just give him your personal praise. It's not out of order. It's in order. Now notice what he said to do. He said, if you want to leave, you, at the end of the time that the servant has served his time, take him to the door of decision. And let him, and I want to put this up, let him say plainly. Everybody say plainly. Plainly. I just feel like saying it like this, that if you never stay, you'll never stay if you don't say it plainly. He didn't say murmur it or mumble it. I love my master. I'm a Christian. He didn't say whisper it. I'm a Christian, but I don't want anybody I work with to know it. Let him say plainly. Where his allegiance is. Let him say plainly, I love my master. You know, if anybody keeps flirting with you, it's because you're sending out the wrong signals. Because when you send the right signals that I'm married and happily married, you don't have to worry about that stuff. I'm preaching better than y'all letting on right now. I'll amen myself. Let him say plainly, I love my master. You'll always struggle. You'll always be vacillating. You'll always be mumbling until you make up your mind. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'll say it plainly. I tell you, if, if I'm with the president or if I'm with a, a, a wealthy business person or a movie star, and I've been with all of them. It's a matter of time for I say plainly, somewhere in my conversation, I'm going to work in there. I love my master. Let me tell you about Jesus. Y'all looking at me like you don't even know what. That's not fanaticism. That's, that's first century Christianity. Wherever they went, their message was Jesus. Cloudy commitments, unclear consecration, questionable loyalties. No, say plainly, I love my Jesus. Everybody say that. I love my master. Turn to somebody and say, whose side are you on anyhow? I, I really can't get the right vibe from you yet. Are you on the Lord's side? Then say it plainly. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So at every campus, if you know that he's your master, would you give him a mighty praise? Clap your hands or shout or do whatever you want to do. But we're free to praise him. We're free to give him glory.
Now watch this. I'm almost done. He said, make it plain. Too many Christians are trying to camouflage and cover up their faith. They're ashamed. I'm different and I want to be different. I don't apologize for my convictions. I'm going to say it plainly. I wrote this down. I'm saved. I'm born again. Do you understand that? I'm blood bought. I'm Bible believing. I'm devil chasing. Anointing with oil. Spirit filled. Do you understand that? I'm not ever going to be ashamed of that. Nobody will accidentally make the rapture. You're going to say it plainly. Or you're going to be left behind. It's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church right now. So let me close. The master would take the servant to the door. And he would explain to him, there's no law that dictates that you have to stay here and serve me the rest of your life. If you do it, it'll be your own free will. There's no list of rules that you can follow that can make this happen. If you do it, there will be one reason that you consecrate your life to me, not your will, but my will be done in your life. And the only reason you would do that is because you love your master. And he would take him to the door and he would say, look out on the city lights out there. Looks like Las Vegas. Boy, they're having a party. Look at the clubs. Look at the beds of adultery and look at the hotel rooms. Look at the sin. Look at the immorality. Look at it. If that's what you want, there's a door. Go for it. You're a free man. Took him to the door. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. This is the world. Go for it. But then he made this profound statement. The decision is yours. But you can only go out with what you brought in. And I want him to put that verse up there. He said, there's one stipulation. The only thing you can take with you if you leave the house of faith. Leave the Lord and your relationship with him. The only thing you can take with him is what you brought in. Isn't that amazing? And uh, if you got your wife in the house of God or in the master's house, the type of the church, you, you, you don't get to take her. And your children, you don't get to take them. But if you plainly say, I love my master, I love my wife, I love my children, and I'm not going anywhere. You know, think about what you brought. You brought depression, you brought guilt, you brought shame. You brought addiction. You brought broken marriages. You brought, brought a wasted life. You brought failure. You brought hopelessness and despair and anxiety and fear. And he said, the only thing you can take with you is what you brought. So when you leave, take all that back. It goes with you. And peace stays here. Listen, favor stays here. Mercy stays here. Protection stays here. But you can go. You're free to go. And if he said it, if he said at that moment, I love my master, I love my wife, I love my children, then watch this. 
then he would take an awl, an AWL, and drive it through his ear to make a public statement so that everyone who saw would know whose side he was, he was on and who he really loved. That's what water baptism is. It's a public statement of an inner work. It's going public with it. You can pray and your, and your faith can be private. But when Jesus commanded that we be baptized, it's saying publicly, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm coming up out of this grave just like Jesus did with newness of life. And listen, he drove the all through his ear. But I want to play with that word a minute and say, in other words, you serve the master, it's all or nothing. It's a double L or nothing. It's not, you can kind of have some of my life and I'm going to do my thing and you do, I'll do this and I'll go in and out of the door. He said, no, 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 no. If you give me your life, then I want you to serve me with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of, serve me with your all, all of your strength. And in doing so, for the rest of your life, I will order your steps and I will bless your life. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people. Free Chapel can now be your home church no matter where you live with Free Chapel Online. Watch weekly messages from wherever you are with your family and friends, join online small groups, volunteer, and more. Plus, there's weekly content for youth and kids. Join today by downloading the free Chapel app or head over to freechapel.org online. And a special thanks to those who give generously to help us produce weekly content like this to reach the world with the message of Jesus. If you'd like to partner with us, you can give by clicking the link in the description or on our website and app. God bless you and we'll see you next week.